welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Uh, cool. All right, let's go. Hello, welcome to episode 418 of the Self-Help Podcast. This meeting is being recorded with me, Ed Lamb. I'm in good pal, Sean Off. <laughs> you right, Sean? Yeah, I'm good. I like the fact that the, the, the machine now tells me it's being recorded and I have to agree it's being recorded. Yeah, it's, it's quite good, actually, because, I mean, we've been doing, well, it's, it's the horse has bolted because, I mean, Zoom's been the go-to media for... A year or so now and uh yeah it's, it is very easy to record a conversation probably without the other person knowing so they've obviously Not introduced any longer this, yeah, yeah this little feature that alerts you to the fact that it's being recorded uh but yeah, yeah. are you right with us uh, recording this sean and oh, I, sharing so. I didn't do my makeup though some makeup and uh, hair <laughs> I think for those watching on youtube uh, we we post these to YouTube as well, the videos. So I think I've got the setting on where Zoom kind of flattens my complexion a little bit, make me look a little bit younger. It's not helped right. too much. I must have um, one that makes me look older, do you think? <laughs> uh, I won't go on too much about it, but yeah, I can just see it's like I'm wearing makeup or something. Uh, where is it? Video. Yeah, touch up my appearance. All right, hang on. I'm going to turn it off. Oh, yeah, see that? Watch. So but that's, you, that's you, you do have people looking very weird, don't they? On, that's, on that's Ed with that's Ed with freckles. <laughs> we will get around to the episode. That's Ed with freckles, and this is Ed without freckles. Ready, go. <coughs> See that? Isn't that weird? Strange. Why? What's what have they got against freckles? I'm going to leave it off, man. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, we're, t- <laughs> we're talking about safe places today and a, a safe place for people to uh, to chill out, whether it be in a physical place that you go to or a place in your mind, or maybe somewhere you go and you put some headphones on and you listen to a podcast or two, who knows? Uh, we'll come on to that shortly. Liveinthepresent.co.uk uh, for all the show notes and links as ever and previous episodes. I've got the door open behind me, so you might be able to hear the birds tweeting and like nature blooming into life. So that's how we that's do it around good. here. How, how are you doing, Sean? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I do have problems with birds, though. There's a bird, which I assume is a blackbird, that appears on my roof at about four o'clock in the morning and seems to imitate a car alarm. It's like mimicking. And oh, it wow. goes on and on and on and on. And I wake up every morning and say, like, oh, hi, uh, and, I, and I'm having to learn to kind of fade it out so I can just get back to sleep for a bit. Mm. So, okay. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. your home should be a safe space. And I guess you have to kind of, well, maybe we can come on to that in a bit where some little tips and tricks to, when we go to our mm. caravan in Northumberland, which we did last week, and I'll talk more about that. We get in the morning, we get birds trotting along the roof of the caravan. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's either... the kind of caravan that if it rains, it's really loud inside the yeah. caravan. Yeah. Even really loud. I love the feel. I love that sound of really light rain on a caravan mm. roof. Like, yeah, mm. that's yeah. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll go on to that in a bit. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go on to it right now because what's what's triggered this one, Sean? Because I mean, we're talking about safe space and how it can obviously be a massive uh, benefit to your mental yeah, and physical it, health. It, 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 it carries on from what we've been doing over the last few podcasts, really, because 
people are trying to get back into work, people are feeling anxious and all that kind of stuff, anxious about working, anxious about COVID. Um, and the, um, it's like, what techniques can I use to kind of bring my system down? So what we know is that when you're stressed or you're anxious, that your body's flooded with, with um, stress hormones. Um, and what we need to do is find ways of being able to turn down the volume on the stress hormone. And being able to create a safe place is a good thing to do. So you know that if you go to the caravan, you can create a safe place. So you can go there and you're fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got places like that, but I'd have to drive to Italy maybe to get to my real kind of safe place. So it's like, are there ways that I can get to a safe place like that without having to go to, have to travel? You know? And the... The benefits of being able to create safe place in your mind are the massive reduction in stress hormones that has huge health benefits. That's uh, that's the issue. Um, and I see lots of people that are, in fact, I was working with a guy this morning um, who is a herbal doctor, in effect. We were talking about stress symptoms and we were working on different medication re regimes and stuff. Um, but the amount of people who are their systems get inundated with the toxins that come from the stress, from the stress hormones in the body and the way the system starts to shut down. Um, and it's huge, absolutely huge, right through to strokes and heart attacks and blood pressure and everything else. And I'm seeing lots of people that are like this. And I'm saying, you know, you need to meditate and stuff like that. And then they do an ed on me and say, oh, I can't meditate. I'm doing it. So it's like creating a safe place in a way is an alternative to meditation. It has kind of meditation kind of qualities in it, but um, it's a lot of kind of visualized stuff. Um, mm. And it, it's a weird thing. Once you know where your safe place is and you can visualize it, you can actually just close your eyes and go there, which is weird. You know? Yeah, so well, we, just before we came on, you, you kind of described your routine and quite vividly, actually. So assuming you can't get to, uh, you're not on your way to Italy. Um, what, how do you quickly get to your safe place? Well, what, what, what happened years ago when I first got into this, and, and I'm talking about a long time ago, um, people were going down on beaches, and, and that's one of the, um, the um, resources I'm putting up here today. So, um, and creating a beach in your mind, because a beach is a nice open space to go to. What mm. I found was when I was on the beach, it was a bit too open. I was a bit, hmm you know, not feeling as relaxed as I wanted to. So I created the garden. And when I first created it, it had stone walls that were, you know, a couple of feet thick and about four feet high. Um, and there was a gate to get in and stuff like that. And it was my garden with the plants laid out and there was a little pond and stuff like that. And over the years, it's changed. So now the walls are about six foot thick. They're about 14 feet high and they have... Um, slate roofs on them, uh, like a pitch roof going all the way around. Um, and they're those red curvy towers like you get in Spain and places like that. Mm -hmm. um, the trees have become absolutely enormous and the, the pond's got bigger and, and there's a waterfall on it and I go and sit in my meditation chair beside the water, listen to the water. And I had a little boy that died, which we don't need to get into, but he's always playing under the trees in, in the corner and talks to me sometimes. So I... I when, when I need to, I close my eyes, I go down a path in Parkhurst Forest on the Isle of Wight, is when I used to work in the prison on the Isle of Wight. 
and I go down this path uh, through the forest and get to this corner and there's these massive walls with this huge double uh, oak door that opens automatically to let me in. And as I go in, it closes behind me, you know? And, and the thing is that with those high walls and the trees, the sound is so, it's weird. It's like so silent. You could cut it in slices. It's weird when you're in there. It's amazing. And when I wow. go in there, I just like, ah. Oh. And then I can go and sit down by the water and just kind of be, I might just sit there and, and enjoy the, the, uh, the birds and the, and the water and stuff. Or I might actually be meditating. Or if I've had a kind of a difficult time, there's a technique called a rewind technique. Maybe we need to get into one time. But it's like, it, it's a way of kind of, uh, desensitizing and um, like risen emotion inside you that you need to turn down you know, when you're feeling oh, yeah. um, mm. but it, it's such a, uh, a, a it, it's a weird thing because when you talk about it it sounds a bit kind of weird but when you experience it it's completely different it's like wow you know it's quite quite strange but Sorry. the key the key is it turns off the stress hormone that's the key yeah so is it having a place like that in your head that you can go to is that something you try and teach people that you work with is it something that comes easy to people or do they have something that they can work from straight away or do you have to kind of help them no build you, you, you need to build it which is why we have like beach recording because that helps you build your safe place um and and one of the things about a safe place is it changes over time like mine's changed um and it may be if you're using a beach and you don't go down on the same beach each time and and the water might be different Some, sometimes uh, the river if you're particularly emotionally aroused the, the the sea might be quite big waves and pounding on the beach you go down there another time and you're chilled and it's dead flat yeah or it might cool. be very blue water or it's reflecting the dark clouds and it's very gray depending on where you are emotionally and that's the magic about pictures as they relate to emotion Whereas thoughts relate to words, emotions yeah. relate to pictures. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Now, I use it a lot. If someone's had um, a post-traumatic shock or they've been through something which keeps um, a, a sort of raising up their levels of anxiety, like the high levels of arousal. Um, so what you do is you create the safe place inside somebody so they know where it is. And you can watch when someone, because I've got them with their eyes closed, and you can see their respiration slows. Yeah, so they're, they're in the safe place and they're really calming down, stress hormones getting low. Then you take them back to the trauma and you get them to do different things with the trauma, which is part of the desensitization. But you can see the heart rate goes up, the respiration goes up. And then you go back to the safe place and you do that a few times. And each time you do it, the level of arousal gets less until the person can actually review the traumatic experience and not get aroused by it. Wow. Yeah? It sounds mad. So it's like post-traumatic work we're working with. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we, we talk loads about my physical safe space, about being a little little part of Northumberland, but you've been there, you've visited once, and hopefully yeah. you'll be able to come up and join us this summer, actually, once yeah. you're, uh, you've got your mobile safe space. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up and running you've taken delivery of it uh see so yeah i mean we were there last week for a week and it was just amazing i'm just going to share something now for those watching on on the youtube feed i'm going to share my screen if i can because it's just a little tech little tech 
tip that I've got. So can you see this photo oh, now, Sean? Yeah, this is the village of Almouth, which is just north of where we stay. And this is pro probably our favorite beach to visit. Um, and the tide's right out at this point, and you can kind of make your way across the estuary. But I, I took this photo, uh, and maybe it's something that people can do to kind of take their safe space with them, uh, because this is a 3D photograph, um, which you can mm, zoom yeah, around. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is, I, I forgot to take a few photos uh, that I missed out. So there's some black, I need to do it properly next time. But you know, yeah. potentially you can put um, 3D goggles on and VR goggles on and put your phone in and be transported mm -hmm. there. So that's we we yeah. climbed across that that hill. We kind of waded across the river and uh, climbed the hill. That's something we have to do. And here's me yeah. two little weird boys that <laughs> looking a little bit strange in their yeah. in their, the photo didn't quite get them properly, but well they moved. Yeah. Anyway, I mean I I don't want to. I, I mean I I'm into technology and so are you. And I've in recent months in the last year or two i've become maybe a bit more of a luddite in terms of not thinking that technology can't solve and won't solve all of our problems um and it's too much tech is a bad thing actually but uh i have also experienced uh, virtual reality um quite high-end virtual reality i think you yeah. might have had a go when you were in yeah, our office yeah, it's yeah, it's so like the, the the ability to those for those goggles to take you somewhere else is and have when you've got headset earphones on as well with a bit of music playing or yeah. the yeah. very powerful stuff. So I, I, I do wonder whether technology like that um, can be a real, real force for force for good in terms of meditation and yeah, just kind yeah. of taking you somewhere. I think that there is a, a huge role to be played using those goggles uh, in all kinds of therapeutic processes because you can actually do things. Like, let's say someone's phobic about flying. You could sit them down in the consulting room. You've both got headphones on, so you can both see what's going on. And you go and get on a plane, and you take off. You go through the process. Um, and uh, the, the person can go through the desensitization of their, tra their trauma or their anxiety um, yeah. without actually having to go to the airport and get on a plane. Mm. That kind of, there, there's a lot of potential for a traumatic work using goggles like that. But I think it'd be a while before um, people will be able to kind of afford them generally, you know, because it's the high-end stuff, isn't it? You, you can get the, the low-end stuff, which is kind of nice. But if you really want the experience, it's got to be uh, a good set. Yeah, I think um, I've, I haven't um, really been following that much in the last year or two. Um, I think I think the latest version of the Oculus headset, um, which is the Facebook-owned company, you don't need you don't need to plug it into a big computer anymore, or you don't need a PlayStation to run it. You can just it's just a headset on its own, and I think it's about two hundred two hundred and fifty quid. For, no, that's so, not so bad, is it? So and, and it's that, quite powerful. Was that the one that, that I was using at your place in the office? No, so that well, the one Mike, my colleague, had or still has is called an HTC Vive. Which is, I think, it is still the kind of market leader, but and it's got loads of sensors. But you need to have cameras up in the corner of your room to kind of track where you're moving, and you need to plug it into a very a powerful PC as well. So uh, yeah. that, yeah, it's you know, it's out of it's it's out of reach for a lot of people, me included, and it's just too much of a faff to get going. <laughs> but, that, but I mean, that was amazing because I I went onto Google Earth and flew around the Earth. 
and then flew from Liverpool. I actually went down the Golden Gate Bridge and then flew across to Liverpool and then came down and stood in the road outside my house and I could see my wife's car parked outside the house. And I could actually yep. see in through the windows. It was, it was really weird. Very it's strange. amazing once you get the, the hang of the controls. I, I guess in a kind of a professional sense, potentially you or people in a thera- the therapeutic world could invest in kit like that and have it set up yeah. in their consulting room and kind of transport mm. people anywhere in the world yeah. or you know yeah. uh that's really powerful stuff so uh maybe we should maybe we should uh think about that and get some something set up for when we're allowed to meet up with people and uh i think you could yeah. well um you could help a lot of people and you could probably yeah uh, you could probably earn a tidy sum as well for people to come and experience it <laughs> but uh, i suppose if you think about it and if you had a headset on here and someone had a headset on remotely, even if they were on the other side of the world, you could actually be sat beside each other in a room because you've got yeah. that 3D effect going on all the time. Exactly, yeah. 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 We'll watch the space on the tech front. I but, mean, in, in it, terms it, of... it, it, If you follow that idea and the fact that you've got a picture on there which um, relates you to your safe place, um, people have... Um, uh, the, the things on their screens, on the like the screensaver bits on, on either your phone or your iPad or your, your computer, whatever. And, and you could have the appropriate photograph that connects you to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, my photo on my lock screen is uh, is betting on the beach that not far from where I just showed you earlier on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, little things like that actually in your life that your desktop and on your phone, your mobile phone background. They can, they do transport you, don't they? And they kind of, we put, we choose them for a reason, really, to kind of remind us of where we want to be or where we, yeah, yeah what, where it relaxes us. So little, little things like that can, can be helpful, yeah. can't they? And the bit of the brain that we're talking about here that we're trying to do is called the amygdala in the middle, mm. which is the bit yeah. which is to do with fight and flight, freeze responses. Um, but it, it's connected to a lot of kind of instinctual memory so that um, things like colors, sounds, taste, smells, can create an emotional response within us because they will relate either positively or negatively to them. And that's where things like scents and perfumes and stuff like that can come in, like the smell of flowers, because it can create, you know, good feelings, good good yeah. pictures, but also the idea of sounds. So it could be a piece of music that can start to create that. So, you know, you close your eyes, you've got the music. You close your eyes, you've got the smell. Um, the... Um, uh, anything like that, that that starts to make that connection in, in the same way that if I'm desensitizing someone's trauma, I'm train I'm changing the connection between the images and that emotional response, like the stress response in in your system. Um, and in the same way, you're training it the other way. So you're saying, okay, when I see this thing, this color, the sound, this picture, whatever inside me, I'm going to have this response because you're now relating it to safety, you know, security, whatever. And those things are immediate because you can close your eyes and do them. Yeah? And I, I can go to my garden in, in a couple of minutes. I'm, I'm, I can just close my eyes in the loo somewhere. You now I've just had some kind of awful traumatic thing to deal with and my system's buzzing like crazy. I can go and sit in the loo in the cubicle and just kind of sit there for a few minutes and just let it come down. Yeah. yeah? And it, it is it's life changing. It's like being able to do that transforms what you can do the way that you are. You know? mm. 
I um, I'm, I'm loath to a, I'm loath to kind of suggest it as a, a thing to do, but I, I've, I was thinking about it, uh, and for a lot of people, um, I think their their car is a is a safe space that they they yeah, use yeah, for. Is, yeah. So, yeah. again, yeah, you know, I'm a, I've got a baseball cap with "War on Cars" written on the top, and uh, I'm obviously a, a sustainable transport campaigner. But part part of the thing I've realised as I kind of try and uh, you know, well, campaign for better ways and healthier ways of getting around. I've realised is that yeah, I mean, the reason that we, you know, and I own a car, so the reason I think part of the, it's, it's such a struggle to get people to switch is because yeah, for a lot of the time in in, in sustainable transport, people will point to kind of cues of traffic and congestion as a reason to not drive. But I think psychologically, people actually quite like being stuck in their cars in that traffic and because it's just at the start and the end of their day it's just whatever half an hour of peace and quiet on their own uh yeah. in a in a, in quite quite a good amount of luxury with the radio on or you know the music yeah. playing or a podcast yeah. or just nothing i like when i drive i tend to have just silence because uh it's yeah. just what i like now so i yeah. i think i think it's quite a safe space for a lot of people isn't it yeah. And one of the things that's come out as people have been going back into the workplace is that need that people have to do the transition between work and home, which they've lost in, in the kind of lockdown staying at home stuff. Um, and people are saying to me how much they now appreciate the commute um, and the fact that, you know, if, if it's a bit more than half an hour, that's really good. You know, oh, I like that because it gives me a time to kind of chill out before I get home so I can leave work at work. Yeah, or if you've got a tough time at home, you're leaving home at home and you're going to work. Those are the transition time. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the same for me. I quite, I, I miss my commute to the office on my bike because it was just half an hour at either end of the day just to mm. just to, just to to live in the present, to focus on riding, you know, and just yeah. to kind of the fun, the fun and games and the yeah. relaxation and the, the occasional bit of stress and, folk, you know, intense focus needed. <laughs> but, um, mm. Generally, it just it's quite it's quite relaxing, and um, I guess it's the same if you get the train to work. You know, you can get to read your book for um, twenty minutes, whatever it is, or, or or a bus, that kind of thing. So, a safe place can be I mean, can be motion as well, can't it? Yeah, I, I've noticed since my car was written off, so I've been doing car share with Rick. That um, I've lost my um, kind of personalised space, which yeah. was. My, my vehicle and um, when, when you step in to drive someone else's vehicle it's theirs isn't it so like the seat's not in the right place and you've got to adjust with the mirrors and you know everything like that um, to, to make it feel like it's more like you drive it but it's never your space um, yes I know Again, I've never another. really appreciated that before this moment because I've never really been in the car share situation I've always had a vehicle um, yeah, of and be- because of having the, the camper van converted and then um, it was a case of okay we share cars until that's done um, but it is weird because it's not your space you know mm. someone else's space that you're in so I, I do get what you're saying about people in traffic jams might actually be having a good time you know? yeah I think they are I think it's not really spoken about I might get a bit of a Twitter thread going and see if I can um, but you know, there was a video on Twitter last a couple of weeks ago doing the rounds big time of a guy on a bike and he, he was filming his, his journey. 
I think he was making his way out of Manchester after a day in work. And he, he must have sailed past three 300 cars, maybe. It was a sped up video, you know, most of which had one person sitting in them. Uh, yeah, and the point from the cyclist's point of view is that, you know, why would you want to sit in that amount of traffic for every day? Uh, and I think the unspoken message, which wasn't in the comments, and I didn't really think about it until later on, people quite enjoy just sitting doing nothing <laughs> for, for 45 minutes, an hour. I think the other thing in it is that we talk about car sharing, but if you're if you've got sort of into the habit of going your, to your commute is on your own, so it's you sort of new out, and suddenly you've got someone else in the car with you. It's like suddenly it's not your space in the same way. Um, yeah. And so if you've got four of you in the car, it's probably even less your space. So yes. maybe the value of it diminishes. I guess if you've got four people in the car, you might as well be on a bus. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe, so, maybe yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. It is, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's a not, it's a lot of space you're taking up on the street with if you're on your own in a car. So maybe we should just part of the focus, I think, is is on re- getting really small cars if you if you're just using it for a commute, as small as as you possibly can, a one seater even, you know, that some a little micro electric one seater. But yeah, we'll, well see. Do, do you remember that. those bikes that I was looking at that were like they were actually a tandem bike? They had doors on the side and they were gyroscopic. So they yeah. stood out on two wheels. They, they were amazing. And I haven't seen them go to production. It was called a C1. No. Um, uh, and uh, I was always thinking, if they get take those to production, I'll get one of those. Um, mm. Because you, you can just zip in and out of things. It takes up half the, the, the space on the road anyway. Yeah. You know, and it's a um, trick. And, you know. Cool. So yeah, so if, if people are listening to this thinking, oh, I haven't got a safe space like locally or one that I can get to within seconds or minutes, either at work or at home, where, where do they start? How do they start kind of creating one? I, I, th- I think the easiest thing is to go to the resources here and download the, uh, the Beach app, which, which is uh, our version of creating a safe place. Um, and that uses obviously a beach, but the, um, there are lots of things online like that. And, and the magic is it's a visualized process because if, if you can visualize, if you can see it, you can feel it. That's the thing. And it's, it's something which is nothing to do with words, which is why smell, sounds and tastes, colors have a, uh, an immediate effect on your system and without you even being cognitively aware of why, it's just having an effect. Um, so it, if you can create that, sense of safe place in terms of vision imagery it could be a forest it could be a lake you know wherever um mm. you know I, I know people that do um uh, like scuba diving and their safe place is to be under the water to be down because they, they say to me when you go under the water the sound changes is quiet you know it's completely different um mm. and and that's why they do it because they go down and they can be and somewhere in the fisher swimming around and stuff like ah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have done scuba diving once when I was about 16 on holiday in, in Mallorca. It was incredible. Like, mm. really, really incredible. And then last year, no, sorry, not last year, two, two or three years ago now, we had a family holiday, our first proper family holiday, as they call them, mm. to Mallorca. And we didn't go scuba diving, but we did do a lot of snorkeling, me and Will. 
and um, yes. we dived down. He couldn't swim that well yet, so I would have to kind of like grab his arm and we dive down together with our goggles on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just that that underwater world is absolutely incredible. Like, so that's one of the most famous, like most precious memories really of going out snorkeling with him every day uh, from the hotel. Amazing. I, I did my sub aqua um, training when I lived on the Isle of Wight. Um, uh, yeah, which was, um, it, it was lovely to do it. The problem is that the, the Solent and the, and the sea around the Isle of Wight is like swimming through pea soup. So you, you don't get lovely views, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's very disturbed water by the rivers coming in and the boats going yeah. to and fro, you know. So everything is, mm. is churred up and disturbed. Um, yeah. But I need to go somewhere where, you know, um, I don't know, the Red Sea, is it somewhere like that where it's dead clear and full of fish and you can go there and ah. Yeah, incredible. Um, all right, so your, your resource then, Sean, the beach, is it? Yeah, the beach. If, if people go onto the Live in the Present site and do go to the talker, it's in there, isn't it? The mindfulness talker. Um, so that, I mean, and, and to me, I've seen it happen where people start using the beach or something like it. And then other people are saying to them, are you taking drugs or something? What's the matter? You're so calm. And it's like suddenly people find that the things that were making them uptight, not making them uptight anymore, because they've, they've now relate to this attitude. Yeah, and that's the effect that it has. It takes about 20, 20 minutes a day. That's the best way to do it. And you usually find that within 30 days, you, your world's changed. Wow. Levels of stress have come down. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, brilliant. I'll link to that. And I'm going to link to a kid's book that I, we've got on our shelf called Five Minutes Peace. And it's about, it's like a, a family of elephants and um, the mum. <laughs> The mo- they live in a normal house for some reason, but the mum is just desperate for five minutes peace from the kids, and she's trying to find her safe space where she can just relax for five minutes in the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I won't. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, she gets she gets in the bath at the end and thinks she, she's finally kind of won it, and then the kids come in and jump all over her and yeah, have a party in there, whatever. <laughs> nice little kid story, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good little good little message in there as well. Yeah. Even elephants need some space. Indeed. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Sean, back for more right. next week. Until then, you take yeah. care, eh? Yeah, keep smiling. You take care. I will. You too. See you, everyone. See ya. Ciao. Bye. Bye.